Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser here along with a host of fun people, Troy Peverall, Kim Peverall, and Susie Peck in the room with us. And we are uh, just sort of dipping our toes in the water to a new year, 2024. Kind of hard to believe that that's what's here, but it is. And so we are thankful that you are joining us along this journey on A, on a Voice of Hope. And Troy and Kim, um, how's it going so far? Like, How have you guys stepped into a new year in January and what's maybe kind of a, a way that you try to do that in a healthy way. Uh, it's been, this is, has been a good month. I love January. Traditionally it's been a time where Kim and I don't try to make so many uh, decisions in January, but to, there are many decisions to be made directions that we're looking for. So we take the time to just pray, to write, to think, to have conversations to record, like I write a lot down that she says that I say and using our phone, but then eventually putting it all together on a piece of paper and just basically seeing, is there any order here? Because when you're looking at it, it looks like totally no order. But I think the time of just not having to do it under a crunch, but just taking the whole month to do this, uh, as well as taking time off, uh, we're going to, at the end of this month, go away for a couple days, look at what we did. Um, just maybe look and see what themes that we see. And this may be tied to directions and decisions that God may want us to make. I love something you said there. You said you write down things that she, she says, says that you say. <laughs> what does oh, that mean? I think I got my word. I, do I do that? <laughs> I think you do. Okay. So I record uh, on paper trying to remember things that she has said as well as what I've said and, and just look at that and, What's interesting, again, is that a lot of times you don't find a lot of the themes that we're both thinking about um, being shared. And so that's kind of encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, Our thoughts and our goals sometimes complement each other. And it's that's good. I mean, we we look at that as a good, maybe this is what God's trying to teach us and a good way to head. But January is also a great time because you're coming off of the Christmas high, which like, for us, we have a gigantic family, and we are exhausted at the end of December. And this year, we did something different. We went away uh, to a state park, and we all kind of hung out together, and we took our grandkids tubing, and um, we all came home sick. And so, <laughs> so we had we had some progressive downtime just in that way, and it kind of got us ready. And so, um, it's been a great it's been a great January so far. Yeah. <clears throat> That's good. Do, do you guys, um, do, do, are you going to wait until sort of the end of January, like you mentioned a, a minute ago, to really try to set the course for the new year? Or are you already kind of in the midst of trying to sort through, okay, what are some things that God's teaching us and what are some things that we feel like he's calling us to? I really feel like we are, we've, we're collecting information, but we're, we've, we've hit the pause button on the sense of implementation mm. of anything. Yeah. Because it's the season of just for us a season of January is just a season of of not having to make those big decisions as much as possible but being really attuned to what some of these things are going to be 
and then praying through the, the month. Um, there have been times where we have fasted some through the month. And then when we go away, we uh, feel like we're like, we have something in front of us that is more conclusive and just direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how we've done this for years. And it's, it's countercultural because, you know, the ads really start before January, join yep. a gym, lose right. weight, you know, make, do more for get bigger, get, you know, grow more. And, um, I think there's a goodness to the, the verse that, that we've shared many times, which is just be still and know, and yeah. it's good to just be quiet and listen. Yeah. Um, movement's good too. Um, I just think we need to be careful not to jump too far ahead of God. And that's what he's saying. We don't make decisions. We listen and we pause to um, find that direction. And that spills over into the relationships in our lives, too, because everyone is kind of January's kind of like, oh, what's what's going to happen in the new year? And we get to see that, too, and then um, see how God brings all that together. It's also interesting, like I, I don't have in front of me, so I'm, some of this is trying to go from memory, but it's so scattered right now in my recording part of it. But I've noticed that this time um, it's made up of like, I have one section just saying themes, like themes that keep kind of repeating themselves recently. Um, I have a section where what others are saying and they don't know what we're looking at. But things that just stand out to us like, oh, wow, that was profound. So I'll just write that thought down. Um, for some reason, it resonated with me. I don't know what, why yet, but so I was, I'm recording this and I'm looking and also prayers because, this, because in our prayer life, a lot of times I'll go places, obviously, because it's a relational issue with Jesus, that my mind will go to places in prayer and I'm like, huh, so I'll write that down. And so... Looking at all of these, it's, it's kind of like, it's not just one way. It's kind of like expanding my ability to hear or her ability to hear and see that maybe God's doing something in different ways through different people, through the verses that we're reading. And so it's not just, you know, one direction. And there's not the anxiety to figure things out either. Because when you look at this at the end, you see that some of this is already in the making. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... yeah. You're listening from different places. Yeah. Just a really funny story to that. Um, One of the things that we heard this past week was from a speaker, and we're not sure how this all works into it, but um, I've been walking around quoting that scripture, but it's on a snowy day, Benaniah entered the pit and killed a lion. (laughs) And that just really resonated with me because we were challenged by what are the lions in your life and what do you need to kill? And so... I've been saying that to Troy, we need to kill the lion. We need to kill the lion. He's like, what's the lion? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And, and it's on a snowy day, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. That's right. Which That's when, right. I, when I think of a snowy day, I'm thinking the day that I'm hanging out at home and I'm right. kind of just sort of chilling and watching <laughs> it get really pretty outside. Yes. And then I got to go kill it. Right. <laughs> That's, right. That's that right. That doesn't resonate. I mean, it, it resonates, but it just doesn't make sense in some ways. Right. So two hmm. things that I love that, that y'all are talking about is number one is just the idea of like, if you take that verse, when you say, be still and know that I'm God, oftentimes I think people <clears throat> will take that verse, at least I have in the past. And it means I'm going to be still and kind of, not do anything and not going to process. But what you guys are describing is be still, but yet still pay attention. Yeah. Right. Be still and still kind of be thinking through what it is that God is doing in the midst of that, instead of just kind of shut it down and rest, which is a very different thing. And the other thing, and I feel like I've heard this in, in a bunch of different places over the last number of years, 
But giving ourselves permission when we step into a new year or maybe even a new season to not have to hit the ground running now, right. like to not have to have it all figured out by January 1st, what, what is the new plan? What are the resolutions, if you will, right. or even by the end of the first week, make sure I'm in the new rhythms and I'm in the new stuff. It's, it's giving ourselves space and permission to take a little longer right. <laughs> to process it yeah. and to set the the course for whatever the next thing is, which I think there's just a lot of wisdom to that, to not, not rush the new things that you think you ought to be doing, right? but to really take the time to figure it out in a good way over the course of time and then step into it. Cause if, if we do these things for 11 months and not 12, it's okay. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. right. We don't have to do it all at once. Yeah. And there's something also just, I mean, in being still of, I think in that we're used to doing this in January, as you're talking, I'm like, man, there's, there's so many good principles about, I don't know how you do this on a regular basis, the other 11 months, but there is something about not feeling like you have to go and do something or figure something out, but taking the time, which I think there is kind of more of a still in life. And January again, kind of is that picture where it just seems to be a month where you don't have to, you know, you're done with the big hustle bustle of the latter part of the year. You have a whole year in front of you. Um, it just seems to be restful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. weather also kind of keeps you a little sometimes, <laughs> so true. you know, yeah. in a, a smaller place. Yeah, that is so true. So as you guys are in this space and, you know, thinking about, you know, for your own life and I'm sure for Agape and for a voice of hope and all that, what are some things, um, that you are asking God to show you in the midst of all this? Like, are there specific things that you're asking God to show you? And I obviously haven't got it all figured out yet, but right. what, 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 what are you thinking through when you're, you're saying, Lord, show me this? Um, specifically, I, when it comes to, I think one of the tensions sometimes when you're in some kind of position where you're trying to grow it, whether it's growing, you know, our counseling practice or, growing, you know, a voice of hope, kind of answering, like, what does that look like? There is that pressure of like, you got to do more, you got to grow more, you got to do all this stuff. And it seems to be so quantitative in its pursuit. But I think one of the things that we're looking at and feel quite a bit is that really the, another tension is to try to remember that, that growth is not always measured by the quantitative piece and so for us, it's not that, you know, it's, it seems counterproductive. Okay, well, let's go smaller if you tried to go with the opposite of that. But I think it's more of what do you hold in your hand? And, you know, what's like, there's some gaps over here. I hold this big piece of something that needs more, um, more qu- quantity or quality in it. And I hold this over here and it needs more quality in it. But the both of them are fairly huge together. And so it's kind of like, what's, what should we do in the sense of growth? Where's God leading us? And bigger is not always better. And so I think that we're looking at, okay, God, what are you wanting? What are you calling us to do? It's attention. It's hard. It's hard to figure that out, but that's kind of one of the things that we're really looking at uh, practically and praying about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would agree. And, and we've had a lot of discussions about, um, what what's God telling us about this ministry in particular? Um, and we 
um, we really want to see um, some new things for this year, but we don't want to um, jump ahead of God. And so what we've been hearing and the voices that are being shared back to us from people that have been listening are just some of the things that really meant a lot to them. And truly, it comes back to the stories that are being shared. Um, we're getting great feedback from people that say, hey, you know, I, I listened to the, um, the episode, you know, a few times back and this person really said something. And I just wanted you to know that that really, really helped. That's what we really want this to be about. Yeah. That's where a voice of hope really began. We wanted to encourage the voice in others. And so as we're beginning to see that and hear how that's impacting, that's what we're really praying about um, as we move forward into 2024. Yeah, there have been a few times over the last few months where we have heard more of that Mm -hmm. than we have ever, really. Um, I just received a call from someone yesterday that is reaching out for help who has... um, recently lost a son in in a drowning you know and that came directly through listening to something Mm. encouraging from the ministry of a voice of hope wow yeah and so that that's you know encouraging to obviously us that we're having an impact but the bigger picture is this is their story and this is this is something that can be tended to now through a small ministry couple things come to mind as you guys are talking. Number one is uh, I feel like even in, in sort of my role and in church world, certainly post-pandemic, um, there has been a freedom to not have to measure uh, bigger being better by more numbers and more people and more money and kind of all the traditional things, at least in church world, that used to be kind of the, the key, you know, measurement of, you know, people in seats and dollars in the in the bank, there's been a freedom to let go of that. And part of that is because that's just what we've had to do because people haven't come back, you know, as much. And obviously we're in a different space now than we were even a year ago with all that. But there has been a, um, a shift to measure what I think it is you're talking about, Troy, and it's engagement. Yeah. You, you, you measure how people are engaged with what it is that you're doing, which again is, you know, squishy and hard to measure a lot of times, but the story you just told, is measuring someone's engagement right. with what the ministry has been doing and the way that God has impacted them. Right. And it becomes more anecdotal yeah. and more story driven right. than it is a dashboard driven yeah. on things. That's and, you know, cool. a lot of people are dashboard driven. And I know in some businesses you obviously have to be, and that's how you survive. Um, and then the other thing that comes to mind is like, I, I was looking back at kind of the year that we had at a voice of hope and all of the different types of stories that we kind of had people share. You know, we had somebody talk uh-huh. about how do you deal with teenagers in video games. We had a group of teenagers who talked about how they're, you know, starting a ministry. We talked about how do you um, just sort of deal with your mental health. We talked about gratitude. We talked about, um, you know, a, a guy who's doing college ministry. We obviously just finished, you know, our last couple episodes with the barracks and their stories. Like there were, sto- there were people who told story after story after story. Yeah that were just so meaningful in a lot of different ways. And so that's probably a lot of the feedback that you're hearing, Kim, is is a voice of hope being a voice of hope in like a new and different way, right? It, truly, it is. It is. Um, may I share one? Yeah, please. So um, it, there's, a, there's a rural community um, in Virginia. And um, my mom, has she attends the church that she grew up in. It's a Methodist church. And so everyone in that church is... Um, 
aging out. And so they're always wondering, what can we do to impact our community? It's a little small community, but they are faithful listeners. And so um, they loved the the episode where we had the two pastors in the Bethlehem Village. Yep. And she was so inspired. Now, my mom is 80 years old, and she was so inspired. She's the outreach director for their church. And so she has it in her heart now to call together the sort of the denominational churches in the area. And um, she considered that the land that their church is on, there's an empty field that the church owns and nothing is ever done with it. And so she wants to bring this to that denomination and offer this to the community for Christmas this year. They want to they want to do a Bethlehem Village. And she said, you know, Kim, she said, I, I didn't even think. She said, but we're a rural farm community. So there's farm animals. There are people that can build stalls. There are churches that can provide choirs and things like that and costumes oh, and man. she said i don't want to jump ahead of god but i'm going to bring it up and so i just yeah. that was just so encouraging oh it's so great yeah. yeah and that's another one of those stories where just right. people are listening and god's moving yes in the midst of their context yes um well it's pretty amazing it's good yeah we get to do the the shows together um but we get to also listen to them once they air and i was listening to part of the barracks uh story and each time I listen to them, I'm like, after it's over, I'm like, Kim, I don't know how anybody can have a dry eye when you listen yep, to their story. Right. And it was, um, there was, you know, a part in there where um, she's talking and she was, you know, and their name of their ministry is Hope Out Loud. And she made the statement, the, the daughter, that sometimes when she feels defeated and her mind might not be in a good place, She'll say out loud, Satan, you are beneath my feet. And I thought, that is just a biblical... It sounds like, gosh, you know, should we be talking to Satan out loud? (laughs) But yes, and like Jesus did that, obviously. We have seeing that. But just that knowing that there's a way to practically utter words that the enemy can actually hear um, in the, the grace of the Lord and know that he can be defeated and to say that, so I, again, am watching this and going, their story is a voice of hope. And it just hit me like, as much as we say from here that you be a voice of hope wherever in all the walks of life that you're in, it's like everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you're a believer, there's something about your story that is a voice of hope. And so just encouraging people to share their stories, to get out of their you know, places where they feel like their life doesn't have meaning or they haven't done something that they should do and just really reflect upon the fact that if you're a believer right now, you have a a past and a life. It didn't have to be chaotic, but there's something about your story that says now you're a voice of hope to somebody that needs to hear something Mm -hmm. and just being willing to share your story with people. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so not to get ahead of God because, you know, we don't want to do that. But what are you guys uh, thinking uh, when it comes to where a voice of hope is headed this year? I think we really want to, we really want to capture just what I want to echo what Troy just said. Um, we want to, we, we're, we want to develop our, our site a little bit more so that it becomes a living, active uh, place where people, our listeners can go to our website and there'll be tools and tabs and a place for people to share their stories because really this is this is what this ministry is about it is people sharing stories it's it's not just what we can bring 
And um, so that's the, the vision for 2024 is how to make the voice louder. How do we help others feel comfortable and, um, and develop their story so that we can share that? Mm-hmm. Um, keeping our ears to the ground for um, people outside of our, just our local area. Um, the, the barracks are not local. They're in a completely different state, but because um, Susie heard them in New York um, and brought that back saying, you guys have really got to listen to this. This is dynamic. What a gift and a blessing they've already been by coming on, giving their time. And um, so many people were touched. Yeah. So it's, it's God making connections yeah, through that's people. Right. That's what I love. I'm a connector. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. I think also just um, for us, those that are, you know, the four of us here and, and others even that, that when you hear, you know, people sometimes they want to they want a, a a venue or a place to tell their story. They want to have an influence. And I just ta- uh, heard from a guy this morning. I, I just said, "Hey, we'd love." He was talking about what God was doing in his life. I said, "I'd love to hear you sometime on our podcast here." And um, he said, "Man, I would love to do that." And it hit me in that moment. It's like so many people feel like again their story is not worth hearing, but they have a desire for it to be heard. They have a they have a desire for for some kind of influence, and I I just think we having ears to see and hear the stories around us and know that even a voice of hope here in some way can be used for that person. That's an encouragement to them, even though I know it, they get people get nervous when you first do this, but it's a place where um, I would like for us to just ears to the ground and begin to have people tell their stories through here or things that are, are happening in their life. Finding, finding outlets and ways to truly encourage others to help make the voice louder. Yeah. I remember being in church, you know, church life growing up and saw this only a few times where there were, I think we called them t- testimonies or whatever, but there would be a mic, you know, in the aisle on two different sides and, it's a dangerous place. Oh, but it's so fun. <laughs> it is. But people had a chance to just step up and talk about what God's doing in their life. Yeah. And sometimes it would go on, but that's where the, the moderators or the pastors come in and say, okay, that's good. You know, go on. But I, again, encouraging people that you have words for others that they need to hear. Something is sad. Like I'm recording this, this whole month, things that just stick out to me from other people. And people need to have that voice others hearing that voice, I think it becomes inspiring that they too can have a voice. Mm-hmm. Part of what I love about what we do is, um, you know, in a day and age where there are lots of platforms and there's lots of ways that people can get their voice out there, um, there, there has become, uh, I think, a trust mm-hmm. of this voice. You know, because we've been doing this for a long time now. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think we're 160 some odd episodes. <laughs> I don't know. 100. Right. I don't know. 100. I don't, a bunch of episodes um, now. And so, and, and Troy, your yeah. voice is just so valuable in so many different areas of life. And so, so now we have this this cool thing going on where it is, uh-huh. you know, it, it, it's our voice as a voice of hope, but yet we're giving voice to a lot of people that, you know, if, if they wanted to start their own podcast or they wanted to right. get on, you know, TikTok for the younger kids or whatever, they could. Right. And sometimes they do for a short season of time. Yeah. But this is this is becoming like a a long standing mm-hmm. 
trusted voice for people yeah, I hope so. and, and yeah. a platform for other people to begin to share their stories. And I just think that's really cool. That's I good. That. Yeah. That, is so good. that, that would be really true of our heart. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. never wanted anything that happens to be the Troy and Kim show. That's right. right. Sure. You know, never. And you know, and I know that we, we're not on script. This is just recorded as we're talking here. Um, there have been a few times over the last few months where I've ta- I've thought about a voice of hope and a pastor that I worked under who was very uh, unique. Um, he, uh, I, I believe it or not, I sing. So there was a voice. There was one song that I would sing, and I think it was by an artist, Al Denson. And the question, uh, the the song was, "Will you be the one?" And when I would sing that, I would look over sometimes at the pastor because that song meant so much to him and he would shed a tear. And if you knew him, it was kind of like, yeah, we got one out of him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah. But just the question of like, will you be the one? And that challenge, like we all, if you're a believer, we all in some way can be hopeful to other people, a voice of hope to other people. Yeah. It doesn't have to have a podcast platform but it needs to be a part of your life as a believer to give word to why you have this hope. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear more from you. We have a great website where you can visit with us, share your story, and find some great resources and a secure place to give. Hey, listen, there's something about your story that's unique. It's meant to help others, and God is wanting to use you. And this helps us make the voice louder. So find us at avoiceofhope.me. That's avoiceofhope.me. And we're so grateful for sharing this time together.